big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben today. I'm joined by Luke, Kai and Ed. Uh, we're going to be slightly discussing Derby County's 2-0 loss to Chorley in the FA Cup with our under-23s, of course. And we're also going to be talking about our upcoming game on the weekend at home to Rotherham. Luke, I'm going to come to you first to talk a little bit about that Chorley game. We're not going to spend too long on it as there's, you know, one shot, one shot on target. There's not much to write home about. But what what kids in particular Im- impressed you as much as there were to impress? Um. It's. I don't know how many made a good impression because it was such a difficult time for them to make a good impression. Hutchinson looked good on the ball. Festy looked big and strong when he came on. He put himself about, which is what I like to see in a youngster. Especially after being out so long with injury. I think it's since about yeah. September, October time. Um. Yeah, but apart from that, I don't think many of them made a bit of an impact. I was, I don't like being negative, but I was really disappointed in Bobby Duncan's performance. I don't think he lived up to the hype. I don't know if we're overhyping him or he was just awful because there's times when we're one nil down and you're thinking, their centre-back's got the ball. You chase him down, you sprint at him, he'll give you the ball, he'll panic. But he's there standing 10, 15 yards away and I'm thinking, where's your urgency? Where's your desire to win the ball back? He looks like Jack Marriott from last season, but he's not on painkillers. He's, no. he's not injured. He's just still slightly unfit. It's, yeah, it's still hard to tell who made a good impact because I thought I knew the academy quite well, but I had no idea who half those players were. And I just didn't know who was who, and I was guessing who was on the ball. Cresswell, I thought, could have made a better impact from compared to what he does in the 23s, but... The step up from under 23s to men's is so big. It's hard to make such a big impact as what as what you would on a, a normal academy match. Hmm. Something to keep in mind as well, that I've got to keep reminding myself, that's not a true representation of our academy because all the absolute best of our academy are training with the first team. So none of those players, the absolute pinnacle of what we've been producing, which is still quite a quite a substantial amount of players, they they don't <laughs> they weren't there. Um, not to say that any of the players that did play were bad or uh, are going to leave, because I, I was quite impressed. I was impressed in Bartosz Kabalski Kabilski <laughs> Kabalski when he came on. Um, I thought he provided a really good physical presence. Um, and to be honest, I wouldn't have mind seeing him come on at halftime um, just to really muscle the defenders about a bit and, you know, 1-0 down. That's a that's a very winnable game. Um, yeah. Kai, what are your thoughts on sending Hutchinson out to Forest Green Rovers? I mean, Luke touched on there about how, how much he impressed being captain. Um and also just really dictating play. Yeah, I mean, I think he was fairly obviously our best player uh, uh, the other day. And he's the only one who had that experience in the EFL anyway. So it's, I think it's what he needed. We need to get some of those players out on loan. We need to get them minutes. We need to get them up to 
a professional fitness because there's a difference between having under 19s, under 23s fitness and having a full fitness ready to play in a professional match in, in the championship or the FA Cup. I think there's a massive thing the other day. It, it was men against boys, realistically. Chorley did, didn't have a lot of quality. They had that newbie on the left wing who I think should be way above that level. Uh, I think a lot of Derby fans agree with that as well. He he was the player who made chances for them. He was their best player by far, to be honest. Forest Green, actually, where Hutchinson's gone, are looking quite good at the moment. They're fourth in League Two, so really pushing to get to League One. Um, and no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses. Uh, ju- just touching on a, another few youth prospects that we haven't heard from really is Jaden Mitchell Lawson, who went to Bristol Rovers, but then has come back um, f- either through lack of game time or just general feeling like Rooney could use him in the side. Um, Ravas and Mitchell, uh, I haven't seen anything from them, which for a goalkeeper is probably a positive. Uh, means they're really putting chiffs in. And I'd, I'd definitely like to see um, Mitchell and Ravas, especially Ravas, really, because he has he's probably the most highest potential goalkeeper at the club at the moment. So I'm sure he could learn a lot from David Marshall coming back next season. Just a quick thing on Mitchell Lawson. I've got a close family friend who is a Bristol Rovers fan. Mm. And when he recalled um, Jadon Mitchell, Mitchell Lawson, I asked what happened and he just said this new, this manager they brought in called Garner tried to play all these youth players and bring all these youth players through and it just didn't work. And then when this Gardner guy got sacked, the new manager that came in just didn't play any of these youngsters and that group of youngsters involved Mitchell Lawson. Mm. So we kind of just got pushed out away by more experienced players. Yeah. That's, that's a shame. That's a real shame. But I, I'm sure he'll go on loan. Uh, for the next few months or so, get getting that valuable game time, that experience. Lads, are there any other players that you'd like to see go on loan that may be currently training with the first team or uh, we haven't even mentioned yet? I think Morgan Whitaker could do the loan spell. Yeah. I know that's harsh because I know he can do well in the first team, but I feel like he needs consistent minutes, consistent game time more than 20 minutes a game to actually kick on his career and maybe come back a bit more physical, a bit more fight about him and hopefully he'll learn just to get stuck in and play a men's game. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I agree with Whitaker. I also think Eversale, if he's not going to get into the team at the moment, he needs a loan spell because he needs game time. Also, I think Yates in goal. I think there's a good keeper in that. Um, a lot of what went wrong the other day I say what went wrong. The first goal was a physical sort of side of it. Mm. And you can only build that up by playing in men's football, professional football. And I think he could do with a loan out maybe to build that because you don't get many goalkeepers coming through. You could probably do with a goalkeeper coming through, especially considering Marshall's age and um, what we have available to us in reserves and on the bench. So, yeah, I think that too. At what level would you send them to? League two, nothing lower than league two. Um, unless you're going high. The thing is, the standard of the National League now is a lot higher than it ever has been. Mm. The clubs in the National League are a lot better than they have been before. You've got the likes of Knox County, Solihull Moors, Bromley, uh, Stockport, to name a few. 
Someone's been playing football manager. No, I, I mean, I've, been watching, <laughs> I've been following National League, just see what's cracking off with it. I mean, yeah. if you looked at last night's game between Stockport and West Ham, Stockport probably deserved the, the draw, maybe even the win. I thought they played better football than West Ham did at times. So there's a there's a level of National League now where you can send players out on loan and it won't be a waste like it was beforehand. So, yeah, anywhere between there. But I think most of the lads need a loan in that team the other day because you can't see what they can do in 90 minutes against Chorley where they're barely prepared. They're playing with each other for the first time some of them are because there's a mix of under-23s or under-18s. So if you can get, I'd say, 40% of that team out on loan within the next couple of years, that's the target. So we can go from there. But I think your main players are your forwards and your defenders to get out on loan because midfielders can seep through um, into teams fairly naturally, I think, mm. as you've seen through Knight, Sibley and Bird. Yeah. Anyone for you, Ed? I mean, I think when it comes to... Are they the National League North, surely? They are, aren't they? National League, so just below the National League. Um, I sort of saw a couple of comments on Twitter uh, that I agreed with saying how that game at the weekend really showcased how important for the player's development is that they get a certain level of experience and, and physicality from a, a league like that. I know the quality might not be that high in that league, but the physicality that that team had, we we obviously lacked. And I think the the gap between the 23s and the first team of most clubs nowadays, even some of the best academies, like with Chelsea's academy, for example, the, that gap is is getting bigger season on season. And there's not really going to be a way of bridging that gap. And, you know, clubs clubs try their best. You know, we try our best with our youth policy. We don't really send that many youngsters out on loan, to be honest. But I do, I do think that trend will will start in the next couple of years in the sense that I, I think that now we've got a better academy. I think we'll start sending more players out on loan. But um, in terms of the weekend, I thought that both fullbacks played really well. I thought Max, Max Bardell and Dylan Williams both... They they had a they had bottle you know that's which, a good name to say Dylan Williams, that's a Dylan Williams not nice and simple. Yeah. Um, they both were on the, they were quite good on the ball, you know they were fairly physical as physical as they could be out wide. Uh, they could they could bring the ball up the pitch. That's all, that's all you really need from a fullback, and it's just unfortunate for them that we've got you know five you know fullbacks on each side coming through the economy at the moment. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I thought those two did well. I thought, like you say, Big Bart, when he came off the bench, he looked good. Festy was probably the only player, well, F- Festy and Isaac were probably the only players that that had the physicality for the game, I think. You know, when Festy came on, it was clear that that he had the, the presence um, to deal with them a bit better. So, but yeah, they're, they're the noticeable names, at least. Yeah. I was just um, going to say, but it also puts pressure on people like uh, Hector Ingram, who are only, well, they're 21 now, Hector Ingram is, and he's not really breaking through into the first team now. So I think there's a lot of pressure on players like him. Whitaker Lasso, because he's younger, but they need to almost find themselves alone as well, or they could end up just leaving the club because at the end of the day, it's starting to get to the stage where they are becoming too old to break through mm. in, a real, in a real sense, like Sibley did. You can't expect that now from Hector Ingram I don't think so yeah these young younger lads are putting more pressure on these I say older but they're only a few years older than them but then 
these other lads. So I think it's it's quite a good predic- predicament to have mm. once again, and the academy's proven it's worth again. Yeah. How much? How different things would be if uh, Hector Ingram had scored with his first touch against Luton? How different things would be? Well, it's just. One goal doesn't define a player, does it? Of course not, no. But that would have given him the confidence that would snowball yeah. into maybe a See, few that, starts. That, that's I think again with the strikers going out on loan, to, so they can get confidence because that's a lot of things. That's a big thing with strikers. Mm. He's another one who could do going out on loan to League One, League Two level for six months because to develop in men's football, you need men's football. And at the minute, he won't get ahead of Colin Kazim because he just isn't strong enough. So I feel like he could go on loan to I don't know Swindon Town, a team like a team in the in those areas who need a striker. Mm. He could kick on, he could get chances, he could get opportunities, and get used to the physicality. We have got so many strikers though, because we've got Cousin Richards, Hector Ingram, Whitaker, Stretton, Duncan. Uh, we've got Serdar Dunson to come in in January, which is now. Hopefully, don't forget about Waghorn himself. I mean, oh yeah, uh, Waghorn and and Marriott. Um, yeah. I, th- um, I think that's seven or eight strikers. Players, so. you start to take hits from players leaving, mm. but sometimes it works out in your favour if you get decent money for him, and not much comes of it in a sad sort of way. Because I think that's what sometimes you sort of want from this sort of situation. You get decent money, and the player isn't great. But, you know, look at Liam Delap. We've got a million pounds out of him and he's going to be what looks like one of England's best players potentially in the future because you don't burst onto the scene at Man City like that at the age of 17. Absolutely not. The one who got away, poor Liam. Poor Liam. Uh, right, we'll we'll move on now to looking ahead to the weekend against Rotherham. Now, it's not the rescheduled Rotherham game. That's actually on the 2nd of February. So we're playing Rotherham twice in about, I don't know, three weeks. <laughs> so it's it's it'll be interesting to see less this first game and more the second game, see what changes between them. But let's focus on this upcoming game at the moment. Um, Ed, what do you expect from Rotherham? So we just put in a clip from what I said the other week. <laughs> now, um, I think again they're going to be a gritty. They're going to, all the teams down. It's like a mini league down down at the bottom where we are. You know, all the teams can be, pick up results against the other teams. And I know that's how football works, but it, it's more competitive than ever this year. Um, and I think Rotherham, as much as people maybe wrote them off at the start of the season, maybe their recruitment didn't look that that exciting or anything. I, I, I do think they've been steady and I think they've been better than in previous years they've come up to the division. Mm. Um, they're picking up some results here and there and we've not played for a couple of weeks, whereas they have. And I think that might become a factor going into this weekend. I'm, you know, I, I think us on the podcast are quite um, liable to uh, giving some lower division teams some stick sometimes, I think, when when maybe we just think we're better than them. But the reality is, I think we are those teams now. Mm. And I know, I know we're, we're hoping well, we're to get out of Well, we're two places below them currently. Yeah, we're two places below them precisely. And, you know, until we get ourselves out of that, I think we've got to respect them. And that certainly has to be shown on, on Saturday. We're going to have to show them respect, even though it's at our ground this time. I, it doesn't matter. Home form stands for nothing this year. So I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm glad, I'm glad that we're hopefully back into training from now. But... I, I'm definitely nervous. I can see them picking up a win. 
Confident. <laughs> Confident. Uh, Kai, what what sort of team uh, do you play against Rotherham? Do you play a lot more physical? I, I mean, the only player that I think that you switch around depending on uh, teams is Buchanan and Forsyth and then the rest, just depending on who's fit. But depending on the physicality of the team, I think Forsyth and Buchanan are the most interchangeable position. Uh, so so what, what kind of team do you play? Is that me? That, Kai, yes. <laughs> Sorry, my internet cut out before you could hear that. Right. It's all right, mate. Yeah, I mean, Forsyth's been the more favourable left-back, I think, we've seen from Rooney over the past couple of weeks. Well, when we were playing the past couple of weeks. So it's one of those ones. If you're looking for maybe a more attacking intent, you go for Buchanan. If you're looking for that defensive stability, you obviously will go for Forsyth. But I think we're quite lucky where Forsyth sort of come into his own again and he's got he's playing with more confidence, with potentially more arrogance, which he used to with his ability to cross. He's more willing to put that ball into the box and it paid off against Birmingham. It nearly paid off against uh, Chef Wednesday as well. If, it, if we hit the bar, didn't we, against Chef mm. Wednesday? And it, yeah, it won, yeah, it won as the penalty against Birmingham, didn't it? Yep. Mm. And it's just, it's one of those ones where it could, because we've had this break, there's no worries about fitness levels between the two in terms of how unfit and how tired they'll be. It'll be a matter of match sharpness. And that's potentially going to more likely benefit Buchanan because of his younger age. So we might see Buchanan, we might see the younger lads probably take more of a role in that team because of that reason. But I think it'd be what we see normally with Rooney. And I think Buchanan will start just for that attacking intent because we're at home, because we're against a team that are around us and not towards the top of the table where you expect that it to be a harder game. But don't get me wrong, this will be no pushover. Rotherham have picked up good points this year. St- they will pick up more points this- towards the end of the year. It's not like a typical Rotherham side in the Championship. They seem to have more fight in them. They seem to have more ability. And is it still Paul Warner as the manager? Yep. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's spent quite a few years here now. I think it's three years. And that faith, four, four years ago, because he had the first year in League One, so it's, I think it's fourth year now, and they're deciding to keep hold of this mentality with him, and it seemed to work. So if they can stay up this year, that's a massive success for them because I don't think they have done since they've come up. Yeah. So this is all about survival for them, and to be honest, it's got to that stage for us. And no matter what Rudy says about, oh, I don't see us being there at the end of the season, we need to see results now. Otherwise, we will still be there at the end of the season. And games like Rotherham are the ones we have to pick it up then because this is a massive six-pointer. Six and to be honest, it's a sort of 12-pointer considering we've got them again in three weeks' time. So we've got two massive games coming up. But then again, we've got another 20 massive games. I can't really remember how many games played this season. That's 23, 24, 25, I don't know. So, yeah, we've got 20-plus games that are massive to our season left now. Yeah. It starts on Saturday. Definitely does. Luke, who do you play on that left wing? On the left wing? On the left wing. So, Josviak on the right, Kazim Richards up top. On that left wing, who do you play? Uh, 
it's I don't want to delve too much into this, but it all depends on we don't know who who got hit the most by the COVID issue. Because these lads who we don't know if it's all, all coaching staff or all players have had COVID because if they've had COVID, they're not gonna be fit in time to play this game. So we don't it's it's so hard to tell known who's fit on who's not. We could probably gauge a bit more from training pictures if they eventually come out, like they do during midweek. But I'd love to see Sibley stay there if he's fit, because I think he played brilliant against um, Birmingham. Wasn't as good against Sheffield Wednesday, but most of the squad weren't. So it's one of these where it all depends who's fit, but I'd love to see Sibley play there. But I could see potentially there being maybe at least five changes from Sheffield Wednesday because stuck inside the house, limited fitness catch up on. So you don't know who's going to be fit, who's not. All depends who dealt with the situation the best. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, Luke, what do you predict then? Uh, give give me a score prediction. Score, score prediction? I'm going to say... See, we're at home, aren't we? We are. We always seem to beat Rotherham comfortably at home. So, are you are you thinking back to Lampard six one? Lampard six one, Rowett we won three nil. I'm pretty sure McLaren we won three or four nil before. So, I'm gonna go four nil Derby. Oh man! Again, no, no, no. But hear me out. And there was a, in the fixture when we play them um, their stadium, we'll lose one nil. Because okay. we always we always seem to lose at their place, but absolutely batter them at our place. Right. Okay. I don't expect this to be on Twitter anytime soon now. So brilliant. Uh yeah, at underscore wid. <laughs> um Kai, what do you see happening? I don't see what Luke said happening because we get one batter in a season we're allowed to do, and we use that up now against Birmingham. So <laughs> Just one. Yeah, I think we will win. Though I think we should have that edge. I think there'll be a desire to come back from what's been an untimely break, you might say, in our season. So, yeah, I think players will want to try and get goals. I think it'll be two 0 hmm. Sort of similar to how it was against Swansea, because there'll be a lot of pressure on us. We'll be under the spotlight again because of what the COVID situation and players will need to perform. And I think they will. So I think Josviak will get one. And it's got to be Colin to get the other. He's just a living, breathing, scoring machine at the moment. With his, well, I think he's up to his um, goal average since he came to Derby. <laughs> so, Go on, Colin, lad. Yeah, I, I expect him to score as well. I think we'll just have a bit more physicality and talent maybe to just mm. put yeah. past, two past them and yeah. our defence can be resolute as always. So Jos React's going to be key in this game then? Yeah. Um, not, is Lawrence going to be back? I don't think he is, is he? Uh, I, th- I think it'll be one or two more games until yeah, our Tom's back. It's a bit yeah. touch and go. So I think Sibley will be on the left um, oh. and Jos will be that sole focus maybe on that right-hand side. And he, they, they're very good at school switching between the two of them hmm. so we'll see a lot of that and yeah Kazim and big jaws to score 
Fantastic. Uh, Ed? I'm going to go for something that's not happened this year so far for Derby, I don't believe. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to go for a 3-2 win. I think it'll be a cagey game. I like that. I think we'll be, I don't know, let's say like 2-0 up in the first half. I think they'll come back, maybe equalise it to make it 2-2. And I think we'll get a characteristic last-minute goal for us instead of against us. Mm. Um, I think Colin is the focus point at the moment, and he should be, and rightly so. You know, him, his character, just everything about him. We've raved about him enough. We don't need to carry on. Mm. Same with Jason Knight. I think Jason Knight's going to be key in setting the tempo in in, in our team and our intensity. Um, I I can see Jos playing unless he's been hit by COVID, like Luke's been saying. Um, So I think, what, let's say, I think Knight will get a goal. I think Shinny, if he plays, will get a goal. I think Colin will get a goal. And I mean, I think think Freddie Ladapo plays for them he, he'll get a double or something like that um, <laughs> but I do think it'll be cagey I do think it'll be much cagey I think there'll be less quality in that game from both sides just because of how how this time period has gone like ultimately they did miss a couple of games because of Covid just like we did so you know I, I do think that both teams are going to be affected by that still and I think it will just be all over the place but in like a beautiful way you know in the mm. beautiful Derby way yeah uh, I think this game is going to be incredibly similar to Wickham at home. So I'm going to predict 1 1. Um, I reckon that Colin's going to score a header, um, but like an impressive header, not not just, just outside the goal, but like maybe about 10 yards out. 30 yards uh, out. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past him. Um, but and then we'll we'll concede in the 85th minute or something like that because it's the Derby way. I also expect a red card from Rotherham. Really? Yeah, I just don't think we've had enough against us this year. So, <laughs> so refs will be looking at that, thinking, "Hang on, as they deserve yeah, it." Let's go for a Rotherham red card and the takeover by Friday night. Now yeah. Kai said that the refs got to do it. <laughs> exactly. Only a Kai saying, "Oh no." Yeah. This podcast is actually currently being de- beamed directly to the FA. Um, so <laughs> the match fixing podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Once a match fix. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Once Around podcast. I'm Ben. Been joined by Ed, Luke, and Kai. And this takeover <laughs> will hopefully be done by tomorrow. Maybe, if not by the end of the week. But who knows anymore? Who knows? I will believe it when I see it. This is all so up in the air. Just want Darby to put out that corner flag and the corner flag's just got the shake riding a ram. It's going to be amazing. So we'll see you when we are billionaires. Up the rams. (laughs) 